Hello once again, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of We Di or Weeb Digress. I fucked up. Shit. Redo. Take two. The intro, dude. No, Already nope, I'm leaving it, dude. We're keeping it. We are keeping it. That's the only way to do it. Uh, <laughs> that's how you know the show's gonna be great because we screw up at the beginning. <laughs> Anyway, this is the second episode of We Digress. Thank you again for joining me for this fantastic show that we're going to go over. Mr. Mike Duran Duran. Just kidding. Mike Duran Zero. Can we just let it die? Just let it die. Dude, that's our future <laughs> employer. We can't. Oh, my God. Can we talk about the intro again, dude? Sure. You, you fucking did it again, dude. I, I fucking love it, dude. I'm excited. You're just like, hello and welcome to... Weeb dog, fucking Zordon over here with your deep ass voice, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But thank you for joining me today, Michael, as we're going over our show. You're welcome. Sakurea, Undying Love. And what a, what a good show for this yeah, spooky, spooky month. Hell yeah, dude. Sakurea? More like Sankabea, am I right? Oh, I love it. You didn't like it when I suggested that for the title of this episode. I was giggly and I didn't I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, okay, okay. I was giving myself a fine old giggle. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> but um this is I think this is a really good show for this month. It is about yeah. well just to not go too deep into it, it's about zombies. This is a spooky month. Zombies yep. are spooky. There's blood. Uh things happen. Well, it depends on the zombie, I guess. Zombie, yeah, some zombies are less spooky than others, than others. that's very true. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so to get right into it, we're going to do the same thing as last time. Overall, what'd you think of it? Oh, man, dude. Uh, you're two for two so far. You know, we've only Let's done two go. episodes, but I uh, really enjoyed Gosik when we talked about it last episode. Yep. Really enjoyed Song Korea. I think it's hard for me to compare the two because they're so different they're right? very different yes i think overall though i liked sankarea a little bit more oh Not by much. shit yes but you know me i am such a sucker for like sappy love stories right 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 and now granted there was some love stories between the both of them you know oh yeah, yeah sure, sure. but i think like sankarea's <laughs> was more front and center so um, but also, fuck you <laughs> for, and we'll probably talk about this later on, but the anime is not finished. <coughs> they leave you on a fucking cliffhanger. It is, it is a go watch or go read the manga anime. Yes. And so fuck you for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to fight you because of that. It is. Yeah. That one hurts because yeah. it, 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 it feels like it just gets to a really good part where you want to see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like. Go read the manga, baby. Well, yeah, especially like the last thing. To, well, again, we'll talk about this later. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but yeah. the very last thing that happens, it's a, it's, it's a moment where like I was watching it and I just went, oh, God, oh, no. And then it's just like, you know, roll the credits. Episode 13. I was like, there is no episode 13. What are you doing? Oh man, that's so good. Yeah, it 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 it's with a big old bait, a big old yeah. go read the manga. The manga is finished, fortunately. So if you do want to see the the end of the series and and you, you can read the manga. It finished yeah. it back in 2014. And uh we'll go into a little info about the actual series. 
So this was done in 2012. Uh, pretty pretty good year, I would say. You know, that's yeah. when everybody thought the world was gonna end. Graduated from uh from high school. That is very college. true. We did. So that um, that happened. We peaked that year. <laughs> oh shit. So no. there you go, dude. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, but this was uh this was a twelve episode anime with three OVA episodes. Yep. Uh, done in twenty twelve, and it was produced by Studio Dean. And Studio Dean is famous for uh doing the first Fate Stay Night, um anime adaptation, and that's where we get the beautiful, beautiful quote: "People die when they are killed." Yes, yes. I've never. I I hear you say that all the time. I never seen the anime. Now never you have the context. It. Okay. But to be fair, Studio Dean was huge in the early um, eighties and nineties. They did stuff like Urusei Yatsura, which is super super famous. Uh, Roroni Kenshin. You know everybody knows about Mar- R- Macaroni Kenshin. <laughs> <laughs> they did Rave Master. If you, I, I'm pretty sure people have seen Rave Master. It's a precursor to Fairy Tale. Um, clues in it. You know who that is. Uh, what else did they do? They, they like Studio Dean is a pretty good company. They they got some quality stuff under their belt. They got another zombie show called Is This a Zombie, which is one of my favorites. That's I've seen that one. <laughs> you have I? you have seen that one because I showed you that one. Yes, hold on. Yeah, you can keep going. <laughs> uh, so they did Is This a Zombie and its sequel Is This a Zombie of the Dead. Uh, they also did uh, yes, Rosen Maiden, Log Horizon, and these are all more, more recent. Uh, Junji Ito collection back in 2018, the newest Log Horizon, and they've done the Seven Deadly Sins, which I don't know if you would put that up there in a pretty good adaptation because the animation for the later seasons of Deadly Deadly Sins has been pretty pretty poor. But uh, that's a whole nother thing. I think Studio Dean did very well with this series. I think overall the animation was stellar. I don't like. I don't think there was a time where I was like, "Wow, that looks terrible." And there was multiple mm. scenes where I was just like, ooh, pretty. Very pretty. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think... Yeah, I don't... You know what I, I will say about the animation? Uh, dude, they make hydrangeas look so fucking nice. Yeah, they do. Just like, a, you know, it's a plot point, but like, wow, dude. Exactly. Is it time to get hydrangeas in the garden? Dude, I freaking I I want hydrangeas. I want them, but I don't know if I could like have them be alive. <laughs> just tell them not to die forehead. <laughs> just like, water them forehead. Just water them, dude. <clears throat> um, but I think a lot of that is credited to the director. Mm-hmm. And the director for Tonkarea is Shinichi Omata. And that is I would say not a very well known name. But once you hear his, um, his res- what's on his resume, you'll be like, oh, I see. Or if you're familiar with any of these works. And I say that because he is also, also the director of Kaguya-sama Love is War, which is also very focused on a couple. Did you yeah. show me that? I told you to watch it. I, don't, I didn't think I, sh- I showed I it to you. don't know. But uh, I don't know. He is a... Uh, I think his directing style was absolutely perfect for this show. I think the what he does well is what needed to be highlighted in this show, such as <clears throat> the um, a lot of facial expressions were in this, a lot of yeah. close-ups on the faces, and a lot of like panning shot. I, I don't want to say panning, but like movement shots going like on a character. 
Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So he is he's the director for that. And this was actually his directorial debut. Okay. He was um he was a whatchamacallit. A <laughs> good old whatchamacallit, dude. Yeah, good old whatchamacallit, dude. <laughs> he was um uh, a key artist for a lot of other shows. And uh this was his or a storyboard artist, rather, mm-hmm. for a lot of other shows, starting with uh, like Arakara, Arakawa Under the Bridge. Very good, very good series. One of my all-time favorite series, Pula Magi Madoka Magica. And you can 100% see, um, like, th- there's a lot of storyboards in Ma- Madoka Magica that are very similar to Sankarea. And it, it just wor- it works so well with the content that is, that is from the story, that is from Sankarea. Yeah. And I, I just want to, you know, shout out Shinichi Omata because I think he did a fantastic job in his debut. Imagine this being your debut dictor- directorial work. Yeah, dude, it was, uh, you know, okay. I mean, l- listen, when it comes to anime, I can't, I, I guess, don't yet appreciate things like direction. And that's kind of just in animation in general. Right. But like hearing you say that, yeah, it does make a lot of sense, you know. You brought up like the uh, the use of uh, facial expressions on the characters. I'm used to like the stereotypical version of that, you know, right? Where it's like the eyes go real wide and are just you know white, and like the mouths get real big, and you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of style, but yeah, this one was very. Oh man, dude! It's like I don't want to get into sport, you know, spoiler territories, but you you definitely know what Sanka Rea is feeling. Oh yeah, 100%. Like at all times. It, it is the, he he's able to show the emotion of the story in like any yeah. scene I feel. Whether it's through the music swelling, you know, the movement of the camera, where the yeah. camera is like located and what's it showing. It is it, he just does a phenomenal work with this one and mm-hmm. I think that's why it feels like in Kaguya-sama Love is War, which came out in 2019, it feels like he really perfected his style. And that's why, you know, that was voted for anime of the decade. Uh, it was a runner-up for anime of the decade. Uh, and it won, like, favorite romance series of the decade and at the mm. 2020 Crunchyroll Awards. <clears throat> and I just, I, I'm happy to see that this is where he started because I absolutely love the series and I love Kaguya-sama. I think that is another fantastic uh, show. Oh man, it's so good. But uh, um, he did he did really good, and like I said, he was the director. And I guess we should give some love to the original manga artist since we're gonna be talking about the manga at the very end of the show, mm-hmm. for uh, not spoiler reasons. But uh, it was Mitsuru Hattori is a author of the manga, and this is pretty much I would say their most famous work. Um, from everything else that I've seen that they've done, they they've had another anime adaptation of their work of Kenko Zenrake Tsuibu something Umisho I've never seen it I've never even heard of it but uh this is I feel like this is their most favorite or their most famous work and it looks like they have a new series going on currently but like I said I'm I this is their most famous and I think it's pretty good I I, I don't think you read the manga Michael I read the manga, I did not. and I highly recommend, it, especially after we talk about this. this. Okay. <laughs> well, just just so that I know, the, what like the <clears throat> series covers how much of the manga? Um, I'd say the majority, maybe. Okay, there's like 
12, 11 or 12 volumes, and I think this goes okay. up to like 9 or something. So I should just start with volume 10 then? Maybe. Uh, I would have to see exactly where it goes up to. Okay. But I'm, I'm pretty, or maybe it goes up to 7. Yeah, I would have to look it up. I would have to look it up. But it does cover a majority of the story, I would say. There's 11 uh, volumes of the manga. Okay. Yeah. And it is, it's all on Kindle. It's on Amazon. You probably get the paperback somewhere. Uh, I think they're actually pretty cheap, too. I was reading, looking it up. Reading manga on Kindle, bro? Ugh. I know, right? Uh, for manga, I'd rather have the... The physical? The physical. Yeah. I do read books on Kindle, though. Yeah, same, dude. It's just, it's just easier, in my opinion. But I like looking at pretty, pretty, pretty pictures. <laughs> Not on my phone. I like pretty pictures. <laughs> Can your phone even load the pretty pictures, bro? Dude. Your phone fucking chugging along, bro. My phone is old. It's, almost, it's going on five years. God damn. You know what phone would see? Where, where, which phone would absolutely, like, just portray these beautiful pictures in stunning resolution? Mm, could it be something with a really high-quality screen with a high refresh rate? Yeah, something with a 120 refresh rate. Mm. something with you know the insane the, camera the iphone 13 just came out shut up michael okay <laughs> we're talking about the sony xperia Dude. um <laughs> android did it first <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no I, i've just been saying to michael i really want a sony xperia the last couple months because my phone's yeah. getting so sony so, uh... how you doing call me talk to my people Dude, I'm his people, Sony. You won't regret it. <laughs> it's it's um, it's really cool. Um, I really like. I think that the anime, the manga, is very like the artwork. There's not a very big difference. Like some mangas, mm -hmm. the animes, there's a huge difference in art, but I don't think this one has a very big difference. <clears throat> anyway, back to the back to talking about the actual show. Uh, the opening theme. What did you think of the opening and ending? I, I really liked them. Uh, okay. I liked both of them. Mm -hmm. This wasn't like a a ghostic issue like last week where I uh -oh. fucking hated one of the endings. Uh oh. Uh, I really enjoyed them. I thought. I think. I think the 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 intro does a really good job of setting the tone mm -hmm. for the you know for the entire series. Right. Right. Um. It's. I want it it to me there are some parts of it that sound a bit ethereal. Right. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Though. Which okay. I think lends itself to the whole like zombie aspect of the show. Yeah. Because yeah. we right, like we've seen zombie movies. Right? Right. And there are things like say Shaun of the Dead that do it differently and it works. It'll done. This show did zombies differently and it really worked. Um when did Warm Bodies come out? 2013 because maybe maybe this was very much like yeah <laughs> this is like you know i was watching this i was like i've seen this before in warm bodies but i'm pretty sure this came out before that right yeah the, the right. manga for this started in 2009 yeah so yeah it's got some some leverage or whatever but uh the opening theme is esoragoto by nano ripe and i actually really like nano ripe they mm. uh Another opening that people might recognize, they did the opening to Non Non Biori, which is a very laid-back show, like one of the most laid-back shows I've ever seen. 
it's uh it's it's a very good slice of life but uh this is definitely one of my favorite songs by them <clears throat> and i think i think you i think uh you said it really well is that it sets up like the feeling of the show really well mm-hmm. which i 100% agree with it is a very actually i think the ending also does a good job yeah yeah um so the the opening is a lot more peppy a lot more pop right mm-hmm. it's a lot more poppy and um the ending is a lot more subdued. And I think yeah. that that goes really well with the series because there's a lot of very poppy moments in the series, but there's also a lot of slow down, hold on a minute, this is very serious time in the series. Yeah. And it's very, I would say, melancholic. And I think um, it, it goes to show, you know, it, it makes you think a lot about the, the bigger issues in the series. Yeah, well, not to mention that, but I, I feel like a lot of the episodes end on a i'm going to say on a down note mm-hmm. but they're very different down notes right right like, um it may be it may end on like you know you you see how sonka Rea is feeling about uh i guess just ray i can just call her Rea, right yeah you see how like ray is feeling in a certain situation or about a certain situation which, you know, she might be unsure of or she might be, you know, questioning herself, things like that. And then you cut into the that ending, that ending theme. Right. And so I think, like you said, it does kind of, you know, it, it does kind of take you on a bit of a roller coaster when you think about it. Oh, yeah. Just 100%. like with the music, you know, like you said, you it's kind of, you know, a bit peppy, a bit ethereal, gives you the good, you know, overall feel. And then once you get towards the end of the episode you know, it kind of, kind of brings you back down and you realize like, oh, this isn't like, there are some deeper issues here, some very serious issues that are discussed in this show. Oh yeah. And it, I think it kind of serves to remind you that it's like, you know, kind of ground it, you know, to, to, to ground you and to ground the show a little bit more. Yeah. And the, the ending is called Above Your Hand by Annabelle. And um, she, her other works, uh, she did the, I think she did the ending or something. Yeah, yeah okay. She did the uh, ending themes to the second and third season of Higurashi, When They Cry, which is another very, very heavy show. Like, yeah, holy moly, that is another heavy show. Um, I, I, I really like both of them. I don't think, li- like you said, there's not like, there's not like a ghost sick where the second ending I thought was just not great. <laughs> yeah. I thought it didn't fit the show at all. But uh, this one, yeah. I listened to the opening and ending every single episode, yeah. you know, for all the OVAs and everything. It's just, I, and I just listened to Nano, like, this is a song that got me into Nano Ripe, and I was just like, I like Nano Ripe. Nano Ripe's good. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um, well, well, we'll talk about more stuff that they say in the opening that is, like, you know, in the, in the show. Mm-hmm. But very good opening and ending. I highly recommend y'all giving a listen to NanoRipe and Annabelle. Uh, I, I know NanoRipe's still doing music. I'm not sure about Annabelle, actually. You might not be. But, um, all right, let's get into the show. I'm going to give a quick synopsis to the whole show, and then we'll go basically episode by episode. <clears throat> all right, so here's the plot. I'm just, I'm just going to read this from, this is, this is from the Wikipedia page. Uh, Chihiro Furuya, this is our main character, is a male high school student with a keen interest interest in zombies, collecting zombie-related video games, film, and manga, and even to the point of desiring 
to kiss a zombie girl. We've all been there. I know I have. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, following the death of his pet cat, Babu, he attempts to revive it using an old manuscript, which describes the process of creating the potion for resurrection. At this time, he encounters a girl named Rea Sanka, who has run away from home. In an attempt to commit suicide, she drinks a sample of the resurrection potion, which is created from the poisonous hydrangea macrophylla flower. Although this fails to kill her, following an argument with her father, she falls from a cliff by accident and dies. However, as a result of the potion, she becomes a zombie who eats hydrangea leaves to survive. The story follows the life of Chihiro, his new zombie girlfriend. I don't know how I feel about that synopsis, actually. <laughs> I think that's a pretty, it's a pretty general synopsis. It's pretty general. <clears throat> I think it covers, you know, the, the main stuff. Right. But, like, after an argument with her father, there's a lot more to that. <laughs> there's a lot more than that. It was a, I, a lot more. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. That's like, yeah. it takes a couple episodes. Well, I think that's actually the second episode, but we'll, we'll get there. It is, okay. I like how you laughed when I said Bob. Why did you laugh, Michael? No, it wasn't a laugh. It was, listen, you son of a bitch, dude. I Okay, first of all, I remember in college, you used to tell me that if you ever had a cat, you would name it Babu. And I yeah. used to be like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> and I want to apologize because now I understand where Babu comes from. And you son of a bitch, dude, you set me up. You set me the fuck up, dude. Hell yes. Mark knows that I... I'm I I've turned into a crazy cat lady. I fucking love cats. <laughs> I think they're fucking great. I dude, mm, I was crying. Mm. I was crying after the first episode. Fuck you, good old Babu. Babu, why were you crying after the first episode, Michael? Do I have to say it? Are you gonna make me say it? Yeah, say it. Cause Babu got Babu got runned over, dude. Babu got run over. Yeah, dude, he got runned over, dude. <laughs> that's that's literally okay. So the series starts. We introduce all the characters. Chihiro, our our main character. He's our he's our boy who we're gonna be following. We got um. It introduces his sister, Mero. Um, their grandfather, who we see has a few screws loose, and uh, he he's a little you know a little the out there. Fucking grandpa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, their father, who is very, I feel like not there. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean not there like he's very i don't want to say detached because it's obvious that he cares about them maybe not involved no yeah i can, well, I can yeah okay. no i could kind of yes and i think to a certain extent yes i okay. think like the father as a character has his priority because his father is the caretaker at a temple right or he, he's a is he, a he he's, he's the lead dude at the temple Okay, so I feel like, you know, he's more involved with that. Right. You know, so yeah, I would say, yeah, you are correct. Yeah, that, that's where all of his stuff. And uh, so we get introduced to them. Uh, the main people are obviously the grandfather. It's very important, which we'll find out why uh, later. Uh, Mero, the little sister who is like yeah. the, the caretaker of the entire family. And... Uh, fun fact: She's actually named after uh, George Romero. Oh, really? Yeah, they just took the row from Romero. That's where okay. Mero Furia comes from. I, I always liked that. I always thought it was really cool. And if y'all don't know who George Romero was, he's the one who basically pioneered the zombie genre with Night of the Living Dead back mm -hmm. in the '60s, and then 
you know, with Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Survival of the Dead, Dance of the Dead. Was Dance of the Dead one? I might have just made that up. <laughs> anyway, he's like the grandpappy of all the all the yeah. of all the zombie movies. So that's really cool. And uh and Babu. It introduces us to Babu, the nasally cat that is the family cat yeah, that they dude. found. And they call him Babu because his meow sounds like him going Babu. And it's so adorable, and that's why I always love that. Um, but throughout the episode, Babu dies. He gets hit by a car, and Chihiro can't take it. He's like, he, he just can't take it. So even though they have a burial and everything for Babu in this episode, he's like, I'm going to bring Babu back to life. Yeah. So, so then he digs Babu up. He's like, come on, get, get your ass out here, Babu. Enough lying around. <laughs> He digs Babu up, and in the middle of the night, he goes to, like, I think it's, like, an abandoned bowling alley. Yeah, I thought it was a hospital at first, but no, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a bowling alley. Yeah, it's, yeah, I thought it was a school, and then it was like, no, this is a bowling alley. Well, it's a weird bowling It's a multi-story bowling alley with yeah. a really nice courtyard and a well. So. It, yeah, <laughs> there is a well there. That's why I thought it was a hospital at it first. Was, yeah, it's, it's a pretty weird thing, but this is like yeah. in the mountains, in the forest. It's abandoned. It's all broken and everything. And he's basically trying to create or recreate a resurrection potion that he found in an old book that he has. <laughs> and um, basically, the one most important like ingredient to this potion is like all blacked out and everything. He can't read it. All he knows is that it's a poisonous plant. So he's just trying to figure out what type of plant it is. And while he's trying to figure this out, um, he hears somebody go, like, he, he basically hears somebody outside. So, you know, obviously, being in an abandoned building in the middle of a mountain, in the middle of a forest, he, you know, he checks it out, because why wouldn't you? He checks it out, and he sees that it's a girl, and she's, like, stumbling towards a well. And once she gets to this well, she just screams in it. And that's our introduction to Rhea Zonka. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> God, this is like, this has got to be like hard to like reca recount, not recount, like, like say, but she's like, so she's the heir to the Zonka family, which is a very mm -hmm. prestigious, very rich, very influential family in the yeah, town. I think it's the, don't, I feel like at some point they mentioned that they are like one of the most influential families in. I would say, a lot like, out, even even outside of their town. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a very powerful family, and Rhea's very she's she's really depressed about how controlled she is. She's extremely controlled, especially by her father. And oh boy, her father. Yeah. He is. I would give him the award for one of the cre biggest creepers in like anything. It, uh, yeah, dude. I um, we'll we'll talk about this, but I hated the character for obvious reasons. Obvious, and I feel like the character got off way too easy at the end. One hundred percent, like way too fucking easy. I was <laughs> just awful. I was shocked. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But we'll we'll get to that eventually. <laughs> It's really bad. And through it, we actually learn that, well, Chihiro is basically, you know, spying on her while she's yelling away her mm -hmm. 
you know, her torment, we find out that she's being, I, how would I say it? Like, um, her, her dad, we should have put a trigger warning at the <laughs> trigger warning, here. very we'll big to, trigger I'll warning. To, I'll have to do that for the audio, but yeah, her dad basically. So every year for her birthday, he sexually assaults her. He basically sexually assaults her. He makes her, you know, basically yeah. undress and he takes pictures of her for her birthday. Yeah. Which is 100% yikes. Like, holy fuck. And he does this, you know, since she was a little, even now. Yeah. 15. I think she- yeah. But it's, it's not just that. There's also like emotional abuse. Um, I. I don't know that there's like physical abuse, but there's definitely threats that are made. No, I guess there is a scene where he abuses her, right? There is where he's yeah, like, okay, so yeah, backhands her. Physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse. It's he he abuses her, yeah, like a lot, and it's very bad, very heavy. And while Chihiro is spying on Rea, he like knocks over a drink or something, and she's like, you know, she she turns and sees him, and they that's how they get introduced. So uh, now that they're together, Chikiro's like, oh, by the way, I'm making a zombie potion. And Rhea's like, oh, shit, that's cool. And uh, we already know that Rhea's, you know, very, very depressed. So she asks Chikiro jokingly at first that um, if she, you know, were to become a zombie, if Chikiro would look after her, take responsibility for her. You know, the old anime thing. I'm going to take responsibility. Yeah. Did you did we mention that he's super obsessed with zombies? Chihiro? Yeah, did we mention that? Uh Chihiro is super obsessed with zombies. He it's his kink. <laughs> it's his kink. His big like the <laughs> He literally has a line in the first episode when he's talking to his friends that zombie girls are the only thing that does it for him. <laughs> the only things the only thing that gets him off. That that's, that's literally, literally what he says. He actually says that. That's that yeah. I freaking love his dream sequence. Where he's yes, where, he's dressed up like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, dude, he's even got the red <laughs> ink stain on his shirt, dude. It's so good. It's so good. And then he's just uh, there. There's like a zombie honey there, and he's yeah. just like he, you know, does a little perv shit. <laughs> but uh, this man is obsessed with. Yeah. And um, I think that's basically how the first episode ends. Um, Chihiro saying or uh Rhea asking Chihiro to take responsibility for her yeah. if she becomes a zombie. And like it's very foreshadowy, I would say. Man, I I just I, I love all the close ups it has of like Rhea when like asking something serious like that. And then it goes back to him like you know, it, it shows him like averting his eyes and then looking back or it, it it's just like the little things like that that just make yeah. their interactions so how would I say it? So good. I don't know another. So good. <laughs> top tier. Uh, top tier reviewing. Top here, tier dude. reviewing. It's good. I like it. <laughs> that was real nice, dude. The characters looked real pretty. <laughs> um. But anyway, after that, um, it goes back to them. You know, trying to make a potion to bring Babu back. To- so Chihiro relays that to Rhea that like. I got everything but the poisonous plant. I don't know what the hell this poisonous plant is. I've tried a lot of things that I can think of. And Rhea's like, well, have you tried hydrangea leaves? She, and 
he's just like, what? So then she's like, wait a second, let me go get some. Yeah. So then she goes and he's just like, well, I hope she doesn't do anything dangerous and stupid. And uh, that's the first thing that she does. She tries to climb up the edge of a cliff to get the, the plant. It, I feel like this was another foreshadowy moment. Because it's... it's <sighs> so she's climbing up this cliff, right? And yeah. at the very end, she's like gonna fall and like, you know, fall. And uh, Chihiro grabs onto a tree branch and then saves Rhea, basically. I didn't even think about that. Exactly. I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. And uh, in the process, um, he saves Rhea. He twists her ankle. They get the hydrangea leaves and he makes the concoction. So while he's setting up Babu to give him the concoction, Rhea steals a and then they give the rest of it to Babu. So that's all well and nice. And uh, it doesn't look like it works at first. But um, since Rhea's uh, ankle is dead, basically, Jihiro takes, uh, takes her home on his bike. Mm-hmm. In a very touching scene, I would say. Yeah. It's, uh... He, like... She, she's, like, trying to play it off. She's like, oh, don't worry, I have... I'm okay. You don't have to worry about me. Exactly. Why, like she, why is she from the Victorian era, dude? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's the only voice I could think of. But uh, yeah, she's basically like, "You don't have to worry about me. I'm good mm-hmm. to go. Just uh, I'll make it back home." And Chihiro's like, "Oh, this chick." So he lifts her up, puts her on the back of his bike, and gives her to hold on to Babu Parkins, right? So, in a cooler. In a cooler way. I in a cooler. In a cooler uh, is where Babu's carcass yeah. is. Yeah. It's not... not just like, here's my dead cat, hold on to him. <laughs> Imagine she, he just throws God, Babu's God. dead body. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, Babu. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Okay. But he takes her back to her house, and he lives in a very, very fancy place. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the Sanka family is very, very rich, very influential, very haughty. So she ends up sneaking back in, you know, because she doesn't want her dad to see Hero or uh, anything. But, uh, yeah, no, she done goofed. Because, <laughs> uh, he, yeah. he 100% saw her. Not only did he see her, but he also saw Chihiro. So he, she gets back, and he's just like, you think I didn't know you were coming out? And then this is where he backhands her. Yeah. And basically tells her that she's not allowed to ever leave her the house ever again. So, you know, there's more of that emotional controlling, you know, basically telling her, uh, basically controlling every aspect of her life. So she decides to drink a little bit of the, 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 the concoction that they make. And it, 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 it's poisonous, you know, it's got hydrangea leaves in it. So she she does it to kill herself, basically. And uh, when Chihiro gets home, um, we get introduced to another character. I want to know how you feel about Ronko Sayoji. Okay. So, I'm gl- okay, listen. I didn't like Ronko at first. Okay. And then I really liked her at the end. <laughs> also, do you want to know who voiced... Ronco? Yeah, who voiced Ronco? Jamie Marchie. 
who I met at EPCon. Nice. Yeah, the woman, the the voice actress that played Junko, I got her autograph. Whoa. I didn't know that, dude. You have her autograph. Crazy. Yeah, dude. I was watching the fucking, I was watching the end credits and I saw her name and I was like, wait, what? Wow. He's in this? Yeah, dude. So my girl, Jamie Marchie, dude. Okay, so I watched this in Japanese. Okay. I watched the dub. <laughs> I've seen it, both the dub and the sub, but this time I okay. watched this. Okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it has really good uh, voice actors, like both in English and Japanese. Uh, yeah. For Chihiro, it's Eren Daimusuke, who voices Alphonse and uh, Little Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Japanese is Ryohei Kibura, which uh, if you've ever seen... Uh, did you ever see Metabots? Yes, I did. He's 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 one of the OG voices in Metabots. He's, oh, really? Uh, Hinata and Angel Beats. Okay. Uh, that's probably his. Yeah, one of his most known Hinata and Angel Beats. Mm-hmm. Man, that. Oh, I you gonna say Metabots? But... <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, he's in one of my favorite shows. He's Hachiken in Silver Spoon. I freaking love Silver. I think Silver Spoon's the show, and he's the main character in that one. Um, but yeah, he's he's a very good actor, mm-hmm. and um. Rhea is voiced by Tia Ballard in English, who also does what else does she do? Like very everybody she she she's a very big actor, right? She she does a lot of things. Um Oh she's she's happy in Eden Zero. That's cool. And she's also Soma in Fruits Baskets. Basket need to fucking watch that. Baskets in my next thing came out. <laughs> adding adding <laughs> s's to it <laughs> but yeah she's great and um <laughs> reya is voiced by maya uchida who is a phenomenal singer i love her voice i think she is she has one of the most beautiful voices she's a very good singer and she's also and a lot of you know she's also in a lot of other she's in um What's one that Michael? She's in Data Live. Do you know what that one is? Nope. Uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. Yeah, I think you showed that to me. Maybe she plays Melty in Rising of the Shield Hero. Okay. Which is the the little princess, and she also plays Lily. And is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon? Okay. L yes. Um, but yeah, she's a she's a she's a great actress. She also does she also does everything. She's but uh, let's go back to Ronko. Um, yep. basically, this is Chihiro's cousin. That's my wife, Udi. <laughs> I, I really like Ronko, too. I think she uh, gets freaking, she gets wrecked in the series. Yeah, but dude. I think she's really cool. Um, she's a, she's Chihiro's older cousin. She acts like his, uh, older sister. But, uh, she's also in love with him. <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, through his confrontation with Ronko, um, Babu actually comes back to life and jumps out of the cooler. And Ronko is just like, no fucking way. You brought Babu back to life. <laughs> and he's like, holy shit, it worked. <laughs> and that's how the second episode ends with Babu coming yeah. back to life and Rhea seemingly, you know, killing herself with, uh, with the, with the concoction. Yep. God. That is so. It's it's like on one hand, you know, you got the 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 good feel good moment between Ronko, Chihiro, and Babu. Then on the other hand, you know, you got 
Rhea basically, you know, getting basically her freedom is gone. It's ended. That's it. So she ends up, you know, trying to kill herself. And I think that's another way that the opening and ending, their feeling also, you know, like, like we said, it's, it captures both feelings in the show. That's why I think those are so good. But uh, in the next episode, we see that Rhea did actually fail her suicide attempt. And her dad, Danichiro, what a name, right? Is planning to castrate. More like Don Pendejo, am I right? Yeah, Don Pendejo, bro. (laughs) He's planning to castrate Chihiro because they did see him when he was bringing Rhea back. So Rhea going against her dad's wishes, it's like, yo, I gotta, I, I gotta, you know, tell Chihiro my dad's coming to castrate him, which is, you know, usually what you do. Don't want your friends to be castrated. Yeah, and- dude, uh, I know when my, when my daughters are out with boys, I want the boys castrated. <laughs> oh my god. Holy moly. So, while she's sneaking out, Chihiro's, you know, Chihiro and Ronko are dealing with the reanimated Babu. And uh, Babu basically runs away from the temple and they go chasing after him. And Ronko gets lost on the way. She gets trapped in like a drainage thing. Yeah, you say lost. She didn't get lost. She got, she got <laughs> trapped in a great she drainage She got thing. left behind. She got bro. left behind because Chihiro does not care about her. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Dude, okay. Can I, can we, oh yeah, I just gotta, I gotta bring this up, dude. I have to bring this up. Hear it. So the whole thing is, Babu runs away. They're chasing after him because Babu was like crazy, right? He's all acting crazy. He jumps into a, I'm assuming it was a storm drain, even though it was like waist level. It's I really think weird. so. Yeah, I don't know. So he dives into it. So they both go in after him and Ronko like literally gets stuck. And she's like, help me. Don't ignore me. I'm stuck. Help me. And in that moment, I just thought, help me step, bro. That's all I could think, dude. It's like, God damn it. She did get stuck, you know, she did get stuck from her butt. Basically. Yeah. It It was like her backpack. And her butt and got stuck. I don't know how she gets out. Gets out. She, she's fine. yeah. She says she's able to wiggle her way out. Yeah, but um, while following Babu, he goes to like a hydrangea field close to the abandoned bowling alley that they were at. Mm-hmm. And Ray is also making her way back there, trying to find Shigeru, you know, to warm him for her dad. And she's on the cliff where um. She's higher up on the cliff where Chihiro saved her the the other day. Yeah. And when she's up there, she's making her way towards the abandoned bowling alley. Her dad actually confronts her on the cliff. Yeah. I real quick, I also think it's I, I don't know if you mentioned this, but when she sneaks out, she's seen by her mother. Yeah. Who her mother despises her. Oh yeah, her mother hates her. Absolutely despises her. <laughs> and her mother's an alcoholic too. So A very big hug, alcoholic. That's all. I mean, She's uh, hot as fuck, dude. That's my waifu. <laughs> um, but uh, her dad confronts her and is, you know, basically all like, she's never going to go out again, you know, basically reiterating what she said and like that she needs to go home. And this is the first time that you see Rhea stand up to her, where mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I'm not going to go. No, I'm not going to listen to you. And 
it, it it's not the biggest stand up for her. It's like a little stand, you know, a little step, a little step in direction. Yeah, like, I mean, I think in the context of everything, it was huge for her. Oh yeah, one hundred. For us, it's just kind of like whatever, you know. Right. Um. Then Danichiro grabs her and is like hauling her off, and this is where Babu, who him and Chihiro at the very bottom, you know, they're in the hydrant. This is where Babu jumps up and he's like, "Hey, I know this chick." Yeah. You know. He recognizes her. And then Rayo's like, "Oh my God, Babu Chan!" And uh, she goes to Babu and uh, yeah. Danichiro, Rayo's father, is a huge germaphobe. And here's a zombie cat, you know, that's playing with Rhea. So he goes to, like, he literally takes off, like, a, a riding crop, I think is what it is. Yeah. And he's, like, gonna hit it away and everything. But Rhea is like, you can't hit Babu. I'm not gonna let you. So she puts herself in front of Babu, and she takes the hit, basically. And the hit throws her over the cliff. And uh, earlier, the branch that Chihiro grabbed on to save her she falls and her abdomen gets split from that black from that she branch gets in, she gets impaled dude yeah oh it just like it's a huge gash in her midsection and she's she 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 dies she dies in the hydrangea field and donnie obviously you know he loves his daughter you know like creepy loves his daughter so he yeah. it, like destroys his mental and he's like oh fuck and Chihiro's like, wait a second, you know, you weren't actually supposed to become a zombie, or you weren't actually supposed to die. And then, because she did take part of the concoction, she does get up, and her her guts are hanging out and everything. Yeah, dude, it was... Uh, did you watch the uncut ooh. version? Yeah, uh, that's, uh, yeah, the English uncut version. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it shows, you know, like, her intestines are spilling out and everything. Yeah. And there's blood everywhere. And, uh... She she knows that she's dead and that she's become a zombie. And this is where, you know, she tells Chihiro, like, it's time for you to take responsibility for me, basically. Yeah. And, oh, man, dude, that scene is just so crazy. It's like, it's, yeah, dude. It's, it's like, <laughs> so, like, she falls, right? And yeah. then it's basically just, like, her silhouette yeah. falling. And then you like hear the imp like oh dude the audio design for that for that uh scene was great dude yeah it was it was when, so like, good you hear like the branch like push like push through her like into her intestines and then when your intestines flop flop out dude oh Woo! yeah it's Woo! it's it great good. it is so good and um it basically explodes Rey's dad's mind where yeah. he like tries to chase after her but his butler's like oh Donnie Chirosama get away from there. You know, I'm convinced like, that the butler's in love with him, by the way. Okay. I can I, okay. I, can, I see the subtext there. I you see know, it. I see it. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I yeah, can see it. I throw can... it out there. You know, throw you for a loop. <laughs> oh man. But um the butler ends up taking, you know, him back to, to their mansion, mm -hmm. whatever. And Chihiro takes Rhea back to his house. Because obviously that's the first place where you would take her. God, oh, it's crazy. Because she's, you know, she's still bleeding everywhere and everything. Yeah. And um, he, I think he's he's fixed her up yet, right? No, I think this is where he like she starts like she can move pretty fine at the start, but once he yeah. gets back to her room or she gets back to his room, this is when she starts so showing sign of rigor mortis. Yeah, well, so I think she she sews herself up before that. Right, right. 
Yeah. So she so she sews herself up because you know she learned sewing at her prestigious academy or whatever. So she sews up her guts, you know, puts a bandage around it, and basically just chills out in in the room. Ronko comes and is like, "Where have you been, Chihiro?" And his friends are there, and basically he has to go take care of you know. Get get less suspicion off of him. Yeah. And while he's away, Rhea like pretty much starts succumbing to rigor mortis, which is after you die, you know, starts stiffening up really hard to move and everything. And that is that's obviously not good. <laughs> yeah. So she can't move, she's all stiff, can't do anything, and he realizes that he's gonna start to decompose and if unless he unless he does something. So he decides that the best course of action is to make his room extremely cold. He puts her in his closet because, well, where where better to put a zombie than in your closet, yeah, right? Dude, that's that's where I had all my zombies, dude, in the closet. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. Uh, he puts her in the closet, and uh, he's actually tasked with cleaning the temple for that. So he's like trying to think of how he's gonna preserve Rhea's body while cleaning the temple. And over the course of him cleaning the temple, uh, temple, Bronco comes back and she's like, yo, I got one of your zombie movies. I'm gonna go to your room and put it back. And, you know, he's, the hero doesn't know that, he, that she's gonna go to his room to get a TV or whatever. So she goes in there and she gets assaulted by, by Rhea, basically, who's like, who me, dude? <laughs> <laughs> It is a very straight up fan service. It is a fan service assault. There's a lot of a lot of booba going around. You know, Ray is yeah. only in a towel. Isn't it literally like? Doesn't the episode end with uh, Ronco being attacked, and the next episode starts with uh, with you seeing what the attack is? Isn't that what happens? Doesn't it end with him, with her kissing Hero? Right? Oh no, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, Rhea pounces on Ronko, starts rips, literally rips her apron and shirt. Exactly of where her, her booba are. Basically, starts motorboating her. <laughs> no, that's literally she what does. She's she doing. does. She's literally she's like straight up just motorboating. She's her. licking in between. You know, she she's tasting her basically, right? Because uh, she's losing control of her mind. She's giving into her zombie. So when Shahiro hears Ronko scream and is like, "Yo, what the hell's going on?" She focuses on Chihiro, and she starts kissing him, basically. And she uses her super zombie strength, and she, like, starts actually crushing him. And that's where, the, that's where that episode ends. Oh, man, dude. That is, a, that is definitely a scene. That is a scene where... <laughs> if somebody walked in, you would have some explaining to do. Dude, I... Li- oh, God. I was, I was watching this in the living room. I had it on the TV. And I'm so glad that nobody else was in the house. Because <laughs> that scene came on and I started dying. <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard. Yeah, it is it very, it is very fan servicey. Yeah, dude, it's so funny. It is, it is extremely fan Um. Okay, and then the next episode starts and um, Jiro's basically able to pry Rhea off of him, and she's just, like, in a daze. You can see in her eyes that she's not fully cogni- cogniz- cognizant of what she's doing, of what's going on. 
she's like she's basically losing herself, right? So Chihiro explains to Ronko she's a zombie, and Ronko, you know, 100% believes him because she knows that he made Zambu, or Zambu, Babu into a zombie. Zambu. <laughs> Zambu. And um he's trying to help her like you know, he wants to preserve her body and help her. So through the course of that, she actually ends up following Babu into the hydrangea field next to them and starts leaves. That brings her uh brings her senses back. So we find out that the hydrangea leaves are very important. And this is further explained by the grandfather, who through this whole time has been seen as just a nutcase. Um he also eats hydrangea leaves and everything, and you're just like, wait a second, grandpa's a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, so in a rare lucid state, he's like, yeah, you gotta uh, continue eating hydrangea leaves, and he gives them more, like, um, ways to keep her body fresh, you know, like, moderate exercise, stay in a very cool places and everything, yeah. but it's not a permanent So through that, basically, Chihiro is like, yo, dad, I'm taking responsibility for her. You know, and dad's like, change! My little boy's yeah. growing up! And Ronko's like, wait a second, where, where is, where do I, where do I fit in here? You know, because she, yeah. she, she's in love with Chihiro, and this is where I'm just like, don't look, Ronko, don't look. <laughs> dude, good old Ronko, dude. Yeah, I, I like Ronko. She's a good gal, but she gets, yeah, she gets caught. It is, yeah, like I feel like she doesn't have a kid, Chihiro dad, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, something like a lie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's also like. Okay, I, I I will say this because like, so I was watching this and you know the they're all flirty or she's all flirty with him and obviously me being an American I was like you know sweet home Alabama, but I'm assuming that's very common in Japan. I like, I think cousin is like cousins. hey yeah I don't think yeah. that's like not common. So like you know I've, once I got over that I was like okay yeah it's I guess it's com- more common in Japan than it is here right yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I, I get that. Um I think this is just a case where like the main character is just a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel he just like doesn't fucking know. Like doesn't like he can't pick up what she's putting down, you know? I feel like later later he kinda knows, but I don't think he knows what to do with the information. Well, yeah, I mean, she makes it blatantly obvious. She makes it pretty obvious, and he's like, next, literally the next episode. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't know how to deal with it. So, you know, there's there's that. I mean, yeah. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, he said it, dude. Zombies are the only thing that does it for him, so. Yeah, 100%. Um, He basically convinces his dad to let him, to let Rhea stay with him. So... Later that night, they're actually going for a walk, Rhea, and she she's lucid at the time. She knows exactly what's going on. She's got everything, you know, good. And uh, Chihiro's actually going to walk into the street without looking both ways, you know, like an idiot. Yeah, fucking idiot. He's going to get hit by a car, and she just, like, chucks him across the field. She's like, <laughs> I'll save you, Furuya-kun! And just, like, yeah, throws dude. him, like, 80 feet away. Uh, she doesn't have the mental limiters on her muscles, basically. So she just throws him into a, a tree where he, like, gets injured. And she's like, I'm going to disinfect your wound and starts licking it. And he's just like, oh. Is that, that's yeah. what I'm assuming. That's, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, brother. But her licking his wound is actually pretty important. 
that's uh, that's why I wanted to mention that. Not just uh, you know fan servicey, but it's actually pretty important to the story. Well, I think even in that <laughs> moment, it wasn't really fan servicey. It was more of a like you know she cares for him. Yeah, she's at like, least when I when I saw it, I yeah. wasn't like oh yeah, fuck baby. yeah baby. <laughs> yeah, I was just like yeah, I was like oh okay, like yeah, you know <laughs> that's her that's her boo. Um, and then the very next episode, like you said, you know, we get a flashback to when Ronko and Chihiro first met, you know, their cousins, yeah. they met when they were little kids, and, uh, basically they met in a graveyard that Ronko got lost in, and Chihiro basically takes her out of it, he's like, you're not scared, Chihiro? And he's like, no, nah, this is okay, and he takes her out of it, and that's when she falls in love with him, basically. Yeah. And at the very end of the episode, she actually tries to to kiss Chihiro, but Chihiro's like, what? what? Yeah. And then she's just like, I'm not going to lose to Rhea, and just runs off. Yeah, she like, like she goes in for the kiss, and he, he kind of like squirms. And what does she tell him? Like, am I really that unattractive to you that you squirm away from me when I try to kiss you? Yeah. And then he's just like, what? <laughs> No, like for real, he just like has no idea what the fuck is going he's on. He's like, yeah, there. I don't know if he's like. Sometimes it feels like he's playing dumb, so he doesn't actually have yeah. to answer. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, he's like, if I play dumb, then I just don't have to deal with. It. You know what I mean? Which uh, that's not good, obviously. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I I think it's a very nice like little flashback episode that we get more information on Ronko. Yeah, it was. Uh, it felt a bit fillery. Oh yeah, I. I think yeah. they were just trying, you know, to be like, hey, Ronko's not actually the fan service, but she's an actual person. Yeah. Which I can I can respect. I like that. And it, it does, you know, flesh out their relationship. Mm-hmm. Why she cares so much about him. Which is nice. And she he also saved her from a dog. Because Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. He was like a little you know, he's a kid he's a little kid that was like really weird. People made fun of him and he cried all the time. So, well, except for the dude at the video store, except for the, the yeah the old guy at the video store that gave him zombie yeah, movies. That dude was a homie. And then he's like, when the dog comes in, growls, you know, attacks them. He like he dude this this little little Chihiro is just like I'm out of heat. This man fucking yeah, cheeses dude. it at the start. <laughs> and Rock was like, ah. and he then he straight up just leaves her, dude. And then he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta, I gotta save her because she's all crying." Oh, shit, and everything. here we go again. So he grabs like a random pipe, and he's just like, "Yeah!" So, like starts yelling and swinging it around, and this man's just like, "The dog's like, yo, chill! I don't want none of that, bro. <laughs> I want none of that." So then the dog walks off, and then they both start crying. <laughs> and then they walk back, you know, hand in hand, and that's when, she's like, yeah, I guess I really do love the city, which is, you know, that's cute. Cute. Yeah. Cute. Um and then back to the main story. Uh Chihiro did promise Rhea to go take her clothes shopping because she wants to be, you know, a normal girl. She wants to do normal girl things that she never got to do while she was being controlled by her father. You know, because he's an Omega creeper. Which is yeah. dude, that like he, this man is one of the biggest creepers ever I've ever seen. Like, holy shit. It is Yikes. And we're not even done with his creep factor. Like, we'll, oh, we'll get yeah, some more dude. of his creep factor later. There's a line that he says at the, like, you know, <laughs> at, like, the very end where I, I was just like, Ugh. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Like, just, oh my god, dude, I can't. Yeah. 
But uh, over the course of them going to the mall, you know, they do their thing. They have their moments like, oh, my God, this looks so good at me. You know, she has her blue dress, which does look very good on her. Um, there's actually a plot by her dad to kidnap her yeah. and take her back to the house. This plot gets foiled because Rey is just inhumanly strong, right? She literally, you know, just kicks the shit out of everybody, rips well, a bench out of the freaking it, floor. It gets uh, not foiled before that, but there's an interruption before that. Oh my god, fucking Yasutaka. The worst character in the show, Yasutaka. Dude, oh my god, <laughs> dude. So this is one of Chihiro, Chihiro's best friends, right? Yeah, Yasutaka's name. And this dude is... He gives off such... I'm a nice guy energy. Yeah, that's exactly the you type know? of energy he gives off. Like, to a point where, like, he tells another friend, like, uh, okay, so there's a third friend who makes a comment about how he likes girls, and then this dude is like, oh, well, that's good, because I thought that you liked dudes. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, Jesus. And then when he discovers that uh, Chihiro knows Rhea, he's, like, straight up just like, what? What do you mean you know her? How'd you do it, huh? What, you know? And then when he finds out that, which I don't understand how he didn't know that Ronko was his cousin, but he sees uh, Ronko and, and Chihiro and he does the same thing. He's yeah. like, Ronko, why are you with this guy, huh? What does he have that I don't have? And it's just fucking weird. Yeah, he goes like full nice guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he goes full nice guy in this episode. Like he, so Chihiro goes away to get something to eat, if I'm not mistaken right right and um this dude because comes out of nowhere while while ray is being spied on by the dad's henchman and this dude just like grabs her arm and like basically drags her out of the mall and is like it's such a nice day out here why don't we take a walk you know like that kind of shit and uh yeah i just i'm sorry i had to bring that up dude because i was just oh bro el gringue bro <laughs> I yeah I I think he's by far the worst character in the show. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And he's uh, I I'm glad that he's not in a lot of it. We'll just say that. Yeah. Okay. That's like the best thing. But uh, anyway, the plan fails, so they go to Plan B, and they actually kidnap Chihiro instead of Rhea. Mm-hmm. And then we get another little, I don't want to say filler. Uh, uh, it's like an episode focused on Mero, which is Chihiro's yeah. sister. And it's. Not really important. <laughs> yeah, this one was definitely filler. This one was like, well, I guess the ending is important. When, uh, yeah, you learn about Chihiro and Me- and Mero's mother, who is also a zombie. I want to say, yeah, I don't. She is, okay. So the biggest thing is when Mero is going to their mother's gravesite. She does, you know, her she's paying her respects and everything. Yeah. And she meets Rhea there. And uh, Rhea really reminds her of her mother. And then she gets really embarrassed about it because their mother died when they were little. And uh, Rhea's like, oh, do you have a fever? You're beat red. And when she puts her hand onto Mero's forehead, you know, Rhea's hand is really cold and she can't feel anything. She's a zombie. And it, it, it goes to a flashback where her mother's like, oh, my hand is really cold. I can't really tell if you have a fever anyway. So that's what leads me to believe that their mother was also a zombie at some point. She was also covered in bandages. 
Yeah, how did how did their mom die? I don't think it ever says in the anime how their mom died. Because I assumed that it was just like she was really ill. So I didn't really take it as like, oh, she was a zombie. She's a zombie, Michael. Yeah, I didn't really. Just did like the grandpa. grandfather. Does he wear he wears bandages, too, huh? Yeah. Maybe she was a zombie. I don't know. Does he wear bandages? I'm, I want to say he does. Grandfather is for sure a zombie. I can uh, I can check real quick. He is for sure a zombie. I, I really want to say that this gives off the impression that mom's a zombie, too. But uh, it really reminds Mero of her mother and everything. And it, it's honestly a really heartwarming scene, I think. And Mero is pretty adorable, not gonna lie. It's pretty... It, it, it just feels like their whole family is just getting zombified. And it's really cool. <laughs> no, and, he does not wear bandages. Okay. But he does have green skin. He does have green skin because, you know, zombie. <laughs> And his mind is also not really there. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a filler episode. Uh, I do like that we get more of Mero because I do like Mero. She's like the big, she's like the pillar of the family. She takes care of everybody. You know, she does all the housework. She does all the cooking. She, she's a very dependable little sister. And she's also named by George A. Named after George Romero, which is really cool. Um, Then we go back to, oh no, then we get another, another episode. This one's about Rhea's mother. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we mentioned earlier that Rhea's mother absolutely hates her. And this episode goes into... Okay, his mom was a zombie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just... I was looking it up. Yeah, yeah she's a zombie. This, um, this episode goes into really how Rhea came to be, their family situation, their family dynamic, and what happened. And this is where we get even more creeper stuff. From Rei's dad, from Danichiro. Oh my god, he is such a creeper dude. Okay. So to start, it starts off with Rei's current mother, Arya, that uh that she's not actually her mother, she's her stepmother. And yeah. that she joined the family as a maid in hopes of winning Danichiro's love. However, over the course of the episode, we see Danichiro fell in love with a sickly 15-year-old paraplegic girl. Okay, let me read that again. Sickly 15. He's he already was... he's already in college at this point. Yeah, he was 20-something, right? Yeah. Let me read that again. 15-year-old, 15, one five-year-old paraplegic girl. So he's in college. He basically instantly marries her the day after he met her. And they have Rhea, and then she dies after giving birth to Rhea. Because, you know, she's sickly, and birth is very hard on the body, right? Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you know what the age of consent is in uh, Japan? Uh, I have no It's different in every prefecture, I know. Is it? Yeah. Apparently it's 13. Yeah. So, what I will say is... Just because the uh, age of consent is 13 doesn't make it right. Does not make it right at all. If you're an adult and you're going after someone who's not an adult, doesn't matter. It's fucking wrong. All right, go ahead. Continue. So 
he married our uh he uh gave she gave birth to Rea and Donichiro basically falls into a very big depression after his first wife dies and that's where Arya comes in he helped him get through it and he's just he marries her but even though she marries him out of love he marries her because he wanted Rhea to have a mother that is like that's the only reason yeah that he married her and she goes on to say that you know they haven't he doesn't see her as a woman they haven't you know made love or anything the whole time they've been married he you know she's basically just there to fill a room nothing yeah. else <laughs> and that makes it really sad too you know that like because she's you know now she's an alcoholic she just feels yeah. you know undesired like cares about her or anything. yeah well and i think that's what what's really interesting about like this this anime one of the aspects of it right was like you're when you're introduced to her it's you're immediately told that she despises Rhea. right and you're like well that's that kind of sucks like that's her mother right but then when you they do this whole reveal and you're like oh, oh shit like no she's also a victim of abuse yeah 100 percent. you know and it's it like oh dude it, yeah when you like when you get to that reveal you're just like oh fuck dude yeah and it's oh yeah it, 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 you feel also, bad for her i feel bad for her yeah because it also seemed like like don ichiro maybe wasn't gonna go down this path right because wasn't there a, a moment um where he was wanting to go again Oh, I remember what it was. So, because he fences, right? Right. And they host the fencing tournament or whatever at their estate, and he wins every year. Like, they let him win. Yeah, pretty much. And he's very, like, I, like, I don't want to win because you're letting me win. Like, duel me for real. Right. Which I think is why he's attracted to Rhea's mom. Yeah. And because he, like, he throws his gloves and he's just, yeah. he's like, yo, you should take care of your shit, bro. And he's yeah. like, oh my god, fucking love this 15-year-old therapist girl. <laughs> but then, like, his, fa- his father is very against it, right? Like, he doesn't His entire family him, like, is just like... Like, you're disgracing the family name yeah, by marrying this girl. Yeah. And he's just like, no, fuck you, I love her. Yeah. So it's crazy to think that, like, you know, had she not died, it probably would have not... This would not have happened. Also, she's 15, though, so, She's like. 15, dude. I just said, <laughs> no, thank you, dude. But, um, after that, you know, she, she's telling all this, uh, Arya is telling all this to Chihiro, and, uh, Rhea's making her way towards the mansion. Like, oh, yeah, the only people that could have kidnapped Chihiro in broad daylight and get away with it is my family. So I might as well go off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Danichiro, in the next episode, Danichiro gives Chihiro an ultimatum. He's like, you gotta beat me in fencing. <laughs> it's the like, he's like, yeah, we're gonna whoever wins here gets to take care of uh, Rhea, and uh, you know Rhea's still making her way. She gets, she gets hung up by the maids, and actually, <laughs> we get some more fan service where they just dress her up, which I thought was pretty nice. Yeah, they uh, what did they dress her up as? They put her in a, a maid I know outfit. for sure. Yeah, maid outfit, but before that, it was a bunny girl outfit, wasn't that, it? That's her last outfit, the bunny girl outfit. That's her la- Which, listen, I discovered something about myself. I was like, you know what? Bunny girl outfit, I'm about it. Yeah. 
it's a good outfit you know <laughs> so mark you know if you ever want to oh my god want to surprise me <laughs> you know I'll allow it. <laughs> oh my goodness. i'll allow it um so while Rhea is indisposed you know being forced to change outfits Chihiro has a big talk with Don Ishiro basically saying that he is you know being overbearing and trolling on Rhea and he doesn't even ask her what she wants that he doesn't understand her at all really mm-hmm. you know and he's just forcing his selfish desires onto her and and he's wanting her to take the place of his late wife so then when Rhea finally gets to Chihiro and Donichiro, she comes in right when Chihiro gets freaking stabbed with a fencing thing. Like, goes right through yeah. him. And Which, he... how the fuck did that happen? Because isn't there a ball at the end of a fencing sword? And they're also in full gear? Dude, that's the power. That's the power right. of Donichiro, bro. He took that's off the, the ball. That's the power of uh, creepy, abusive love, dude. Exactly. So he basically goes through uh, Chihiro, and Chihiro grabs onto his head and just headbutts the shit out of him. Oh, that was fucking badass! That was dude. great. And uh, he, Danny Chihiro, gets pissed off, right? And he's gonna, he's gonna go back and try to kill, uh, to try to kill Chihiro. And Rea's like, nah. And she, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. She grabs the sword that was stuck inside of Chihiro. She just like gets rid of uh the the sword that Donichiro is gonna use to kill him, basically take his yeah. head off. Yeah, well, and the way they did that was a total fake out, right? Because they right. they did that like it's like a silhouette, and you just see like the slash across the screen, and you're like, oh fuck! And then it cuts to like she has the sword in her hand, and you see the sword that the that the dad had is like broken in half. Right. Yeah, it was a total fake out, dude. Yeah. Oh, and uh, through all of this, Shihiro feels nothing. And the reason oh, he feels yeah. nothing is because, you know, as we as we stated earlier, when Rhea was licking his open wound, she got some of the zombie poison in his system, so he doesn't feel any pain. You know, that's why he was able to headbutt Donichiro and do all of his stuff. So oh, that apparently impresses Donichiro, and he's like, "All right, cool. She can stay with you. I'm gonna go to America and try to figure out this this uh." freaking illness or whatever yeah because while they're they're talking he tells them like i'm taking her to america the best doctors are gonna like figure out what's wrong with her or whatever right yeah and he's just like nah dog that ain't me so he basically wins reya's freedom and he just yeets himself to america yes and this i said it earlier this man got off way too fucking easy, dude. 100%. This man is literally taking photos, naked photos of his daughter every year on her birthday. He, like, sexually, physically, mentally abuses her. The dude straight up fucking was going to castrate a dude because he thought that Rhea's in love with him. Right. He stabs that same dude, tries fucking, then tries to finish him off and kill him. Kidnaps him. Kidnaps him after a failed kidnap attempt, kidnapping attempt on his daughter. Like, abuses, like, his wife, like, uh, emotionally abuses his wife, right? His second wife. Married a 15-year-old. I don't know if he said that already, but he married a 15-year-old. 
uh, and he was already in college. Uh, and then he also at one point says, oh, I remember, okay, when he's telling Chihiro, like, yes, you can look after her, but you better not, you better not have sex with her. Pretty much, yeah. And Chihiro's like, I would never. But then the dad says, I'm the old. He says, my seed is the only one good enough for her. Exactly. And you're like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Dude. <laughs> and you're just going to let him go to America? It's so He literally weird. just admitted that he wanted to fuck his daughter and get her pregnant. Oh, my God, bro. And then you find out the reason that he thinks that way is because the only person he loved was the 15-year-old girl that he married when he was already in his 20s. And because that is that is her child, he wants to fuck her. And he just gets to go to America, bro. <laughs> That's the power of money, I, Michael. I just, like... Like, is was he friends with Jeffrey Epstein? I told you, he, this man is a, he's one of the biggest creepers in like any series I've ever seen. Oh my god, dude! And I fucking oh oh, he's a I good villain. It, oh yeah, great villain. Yeah, total you know, you creep. Hate dude. his guts. He's a total creep. Big oh, old creeper. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, okay, it's it's not great. It's fucking. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, Chihiro, you know, after a while, after everything's settled, he actually collapses, like, the, the, the zombie swears off inside of him. So the maids there save him. <laughs> they dress Rhea up in a nurse outfit. Nice. Um, well, she, she picks it out. Yeah. For him. Yeah. And then Bronco comes and is like, you know, because obviously she heard that he was dying or whatever. Yeah. And that's where she tells Chihiro that... You know, she poses as as his fiance and makes it pretty blatantly obvious to everybody that she's in love with him, including you know Rhea. Yeah, and is yeah, <laughs> yeah. She says like, well, because they hadn't really introduced themselves to each other, right? So right. she comes in and she's like, "I'm his, I'm a, uh, we're engaged to be married." And then he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why would you say that? She's lying. And she goes, yeah, don't you remember when we were kids? You promised me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was <laughs> like, so funny. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like a flashback. Hey, Chihiro, you want to you, uh, promise you that we'll get married? And he's like, what does that mean? And she's like, yeah. just say yes. And he's like, oh, okay. That's literally <laughs> the promise. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, that, that's like the end of that. And then. um. The last, like, actual episode, like, the not OVA episode, is Chihiro still trying to find a way to preserve Rhea's body, and, um, Rhea wants to go to fireworks, but it ends up getting cancelled, so then they decide to do fireworks at their home, and, uh, so they decide to hold a fireworks show at home, they, you know, all dress up in Yukata, and they get fireworks, and that's where Ronko tells Rhea that she's in love with Chihiro and she wants to be her rival in love. And, you know, Rhea's being all bashful about it, but then she's like, okay, it's fine. Um, Rhea decides to start going to school again. And uh, at the very end of the episode, Rhea goes into another one of her trances, you know, where she loses you know, cognit cognit her cognitive functions, and she ends up biting Chihiro on his lip. Yeah, on his lip. Yeah. So that leaves it like, uh oh, what happens if you know if if he got some of the zombie juice when you know she licked his thing, 
what happens when she, you know, she bites them. We all know what happens by a zombie. You turn into a hot zombie. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, I um, I messaged you. I think it was like, yeah, it was like right after I finished it. Right. And, uh, I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you for making me watch this because it's you, not complete. Did you watch the episode from Babu's point of view? I, I saw the first 10 minutes while I was on the bus, but my connection was so bad. I just I had to stop. So I didn't get to finish it. Okay. Well, the episode with Babu is actually also on Funimation. Is it really? In Japanese only. Oh, maybe that's why I couldn't find it. Okay. Because um, I found it on, on YouTube. So it actually has a lot of stuff at the end of Babu's episode. Uh, Babu right. finds himself a honey cat. So, you know, nice. Like a, yeah, so it's like nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, Rhea attends her first day of school. She, you know, does all that stuff. And at the very end, it cuts to a new character, a scientist who studies zombies, who is flying to Japan and is eating hydrangea leaves. Okay. And she mentions, she's like, I got to go see, you know, what specimens are in Japan. And she has to talk with Professor Boyle. And that's where the series ends. Okay. So this character is, she's obviously a zombie because she's eating the hydrangea leaves. And she's also really, um, (laughs) she mentions uh, Professor Boyle. Well, you don't find okay. this out in the anime, but Professor Boyle is actually Chihiro's grandfather. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, Professor Boyle is Chihiro's grandfather. He's the one who created the resurrection pill and created all that. So, what? So, wait, then who's the other dude? What other dude? Wait, okay, hold on. Okay, sit. Run that by me one more time. Okay, so this new scientist is flying to Japan, who is a zombie, okay. and yes. she's like, I gotta meet with Professor Boyle to discuss the new specimens in Japan. And Professor Boyle is Chihiro's grandfather. So then who's the other grandfather? Is that the mom's biological dad? What other grandfather? I'm so confused. There's only one grandfather. They're okay, the, so that's they're the same character. Yes, they're the same character. Okay. Okay, that's where I was confused. I was yeah. like, wait, what? Okay, 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 okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the same person. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is Professor Boyle, so and he's a, Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's apparently super well-known for researching zombies and performing a bunch of, you know, experiments on everybody, and he's okay. just, he's gone senile now, so, you know. But that that's where that ends. And it's just like it's a big old go go read the manga. Okay. I need to I might just buy all of them then and just read read all of it. I kinda wanted to buy all of them too just to have, just to read them again and, and yeah. have the paperbacks to see, you know, what the what the money sitch is because they're, they're I think they're like ten bucks Ooh, each. Yeah, they're eleven bucks. But uh, it is a very, I think it, it ends on such a, on like a bittersweet note, uh, the end of episode 12, you know, not, not the OVA. It, it is a lot of Chihiro, you know, inner monologuing of how he's going to help Rhea to keep her body from decomposing to, you know, make sure she stays, you know, cognizant and everything. Yeah. And all that. But, uh, you know, it also ends with 
them blah, 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 getting him getting bit and liking everything. With them how? Because that's how they kiss and everything. That's how yeah. they kiss you. Yeah, that's how we, that's how we kiss. Right? Oh, obviously, just oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, obviously you gotta kiss the homies goodnight. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I I really like this series, and I, I was I was really happy to watch it again. I'm telling you, like one of my favorite things is the direction of the series. That's a big shout out again to Chinichi Omata, who worked with Stu- Shaft. If you've ever seen any Shaft um, anime like Bakemonogatari, Madoka Magica, any of those, you get a sense of what his direction is like. He was a, he's a big storyboarder for Madoka Magica, and Sankarea was his directorial debut. And you can see more of his direction in Kaguya-sama Love is War, mm-hmm. which is a phenomenal phenomenal show it is it, it, it's he's he's a i think he was a perfect fit for this show i'm i'm really happy that this was his directorial j- debut it was it's fucking great mate yeah dude the, like the, the entire like i said dude you right now seven i'm seven <laughs> two for two seven of seven of two I, seven seven of two dude Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, dude, I absolutely adored this uh, anime. Yeah, I like I said, uh, I I enjoyed it a bit more than Gosick, but again, it's like how do you? It's like comparing apples to oranges, you know? Right, right. They're just so vastly different. Right. But uh, I, yeah, dude, I um, I might be picking up the every issue. Hell <laughs> every yeah, brother. Somehow. It was, the, the manga because uh it's a very good show and i i i think it doesn't get a lot of the recognition it really deserves yeah uh this this did come back out in 2012 so it's been it's almost been 10 years you know what i mean yeah, dude, it's been a hot minute it's it's been a while but if you do want to watch it uh it's on funimation in na at least or you can you know you can pick up the blu-ray or something uh, i think it's licensed in north america japan and europe yeah it's on uh it's on amazon yeah but it is definitely worth checking out. What would you give your overall rating? What would you give Gosik a 7? I think I give it a 7. Yeah, 7. Um, ooh. I don't know, man. Like I I kind of have to dock points for the that cliffhanger ending, so I'm going to say Oh shit. I mean, I do. I I mean, I do. Like it's it's not complete. Yeah. That's that's fair. Um, that's that's completely fair. I would, I feel weird giving like such high scores, you know what I mean? But I'm probably going to have to give it like a seven as well. Oh, baby. Maybe a seven and a half. I'll take it, dude. Uh, I would give it an eight. That's okay. just me. I would give it an Fair eight. <clears throat> um, like I said, I had to dock. I had to dock some points because of that. That, you that, know, the, completely that Completely fair. I think the OST is phenomenal. I think the yeah. art direction is phenomenal. The directing is phenomenal. Uh, I think there's not a lot of drawback. You know, the characters are extremely interesting. You know, even the bad characters are like, you know, they're bad characters. They're like, oh god, this guy's a fucking creep. Yeah. You know. Uh, I think it's it's very good, and like it is fair to dock points that it is a go read the manga type of edi- ending. Yeah. But uh, overall, I I love the show. I think more people should be aware of it. Uh, I'm gonna start shilling it out again because I do nice. enjoy it. 
put some as my stream alerts. It'll be great. Hey, you know what, dude? I'm looking on Amazon right now. It looks like uh, 11 to for new, but if you buy used, I mean, some of them are as low as three bucks, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, like good like, condition? Well, I don't know. Uh, 15 used from 231. <clears throat> that's for the first volume. Uh, used very good condition 249. Wow. Used very good condition 524. Yeah, dude. I mean, cool. Might be uh It might be might, time might be to cough, dude. dude. Yeah, dude. Um, I guess to finish off, this is a very good series, and I would give it a definite watch. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Definite watch. If you can't stream it, definitely try to buy it. I, I, I really like the show. It does not get the love that it deserves. It's uh, you know, it propelled uh, our boy Shinichi you know, into the, the director's seat to make, you know, runner-up for anime of the decade with Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Yeah. You know, this was his directorial debut, and I think he did a phenomenal job. And it's, it's, it's just great. It's a very good show. Definitely, definitely try to watch it if you can. It's a high recommend by me. Uh, I would also give it a high recommend, but, you know, I am the noob, so my opinion means nothing. Are you ready to hear about next time? I am so fucking ready, dude. All right. So Give for the me. next show, we are going to be watching another one of my favorite uh, anime. And this one is, I'd say it's pretty Halloween-y. It's got some weenie. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow. Uh, people die when they're killed and stuff. Okay. It's uh I'd say it's pretty good for Halloween. Um so the next show we're going to watch uh which if you want to keep up with you know join us for this for this next show, keep up with everything. The next show we're going to watch is Gare Zero. And okay. uh this aired back in 2008. So we're is going this on Funimation. It or... is on Funimation. So we're going back. Okay. We're going 2008, back. 2008. 2008 and it's 12 episodes oh. all right so this is also one of my i freaking love this show too so i'm really i'm really excited to watch it again i'm really excited it's gonna be it's gonna be great but that's good that is for next uh weeb digress episode which will be on october 21st mark your calendars yes october 21st we'll be discussing gare zero and uh, I hope you all enjoyed uh, today's episode on Sankarea. If you want to get more info on Weeb Digress. Michael, where can they find us? Oh, shit. Are you doing it to me now? <laughs> God damn. If y'all want to listen to this podcast, uh, you can go to anchor.fm slash Weeb Digress. And that, that's our hub for this podcast. You can also go to uh, anchor.fm slash we digress. And that is for our other podcast. Uh, if you want to buy some merch, you can go to we digress podcast.com. Pick up some merch. We don't have any merch for this podcast yet. We're going to work on that. We're only two episodes in, you know, right. so give us some time. Give us some time. All right. Right. Um, if you want to find me anywhere, I am on all the social medias as Mike Madran zero. 
And uh, if you want to find Mark, he is cloudmark27 on all of the social medias. Uh, if you're listening to this, the audio version of this, uh, Mark does stream just about every day, right? Um, so at least six days a week over at twitch.tv slash cloudmark27. And you know what? Might I say he's a pretty good streamer, dude. Teehee. Oh, he's also you. a world record holder. So that is true. You know, uh, the, what's that world record, Mark? Uh, Stealing for... my heart. There oh, you go. Oh, yeah. Woo. Am I missing anything? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. The world record holder stealing your heart. I got it. That's yeah, it. Okay. That's the only one that matters, honestly. Yeah, it's the only one, dude. <laughs> but thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of We Digress. And we are excited to see you next time. So bye, everyone. Bye.